Hello, my name is Thomas. Welcome to British Culture. Albion Never Dies. Today we're talking about, well, you saw the title. There's no need for me to introduce it. I shall simply introduce my guest, Kane, my guest and very good friend, Kane, who has joined me again. Previously, he joined me with a deep dive into British men's wardrobes. He joined me long ago on a deep dive into tea. And now, now, well, listen and see. Hello, Kane. Thank you very, very much for joining me today. Hello, Thomas. It's good to be back. And thankfully, not so long this time since our last one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are here to talk trousers. We absolutely are. Um, if I could explain to your listeners how we got to this point. Just a couple of days ago, I was at work. And you know when you open up a new page on your browser, you're met with some of the headline stories from the news. And one of those stories scrolling across really jumped out at me. It was such a shocking headline, I think. And I clicked in and I read this story. And as soon as I read it, I realized that it was a really important moment in British political history and the story was that uh, it was reported in the daily mail that some people are claiming that rishi sunak the prime minister of the united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland is wearing suits that are too small for him and i know for your listeners uh, that it probably is shocking so i'll give them a moment to let that settle in that's what we're here to talk about today as soon as i heard that story i ran out of the office and i called thomas and it, like me he was extremely shocked and uh, <laughs> we decided that this was something that we would have to talk about in a podcast episode because in years from now, you know, people will still be talking about this story and this moment and we we don't want to miss it. And, you know, I also think that this is an opportunity to remind viewers that on this podcast, we don't shy away from the important topics, the controversial, hard hitting things. We are willing to tackle them and uh, and be impartial, informative voices, I think. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the the real shock for me, the shock of Sunak's socks because we can see his socks lots of men like to now show off their personality through their socks no longer through a tie or pocket square or anything his socks are rubbish aren't they I mean I mean just <laughs> yeah well that's <laughs> one of the pictures I saw when I was clicking through this article was from when he visited uh the Japanese prime minister I think and he was wearing red socks with the name of one of the Japanese baseball teams on it which got him um a lot of popularity in japan you know it seems a little bit sycophant uh, sycophantic to me but i don't know <laughs> what do you think uh, yeah i mean uh, that was the one instance of you know sock diplomacy um but like he's not generally sending out signals with his socks is he no i mean it, most of his socks are, are pretty plain right but the interesting thing is you can see his socks and that's sort of the the uh the point that this article makes in fact if i could read the headline of the article yeah. for the listeners they know exactly what we're talking about as I said, this was reported in the Daily Mail, and the headline is, Why doesn't Rishi Sunak buy suits that fit? Men's fashion expert is baffled by the five-foot-six Prime Minister's attempt to look trendy with his ankle-skimming tailoring. That's the the headline there. And then the article goes on to discuss the Prime Minister, the, the fact that apparently his suits are too small, specifically that his trousers are too short. And then it has some commentary from a men's fashion expert who I don't know who he is, but I mean, I don't follow really men's fashion in any serious way. But nevertheless, he, he is apparently an expert. He has a lot of followers on Twitter. And it's his comments about what he thinks about the prime minister and, and why he's wearing these trousers that are too short and that he needs to change that basically. Yes, yeah, so this is a Daily Mail story. Um, 
terms of real being very open about yes yeah and oh yeah just to be 100 percent clear I, we're not going to try and get into any politics here we really are focusing on the important stuff you know international relations diplomacy politics that kind of stuff those are interesting but i i think they are down the scale in importance compared to uh, Rishi Sunak's <laughs> suits I, and his trouser length. I so totally why don't we start then with the the premise of the article that he's wearing suits that are too small for him, right? I think perhaps we can begin with that rather than just discussing why that might be. Maybe we can challenge that premise. Are his suits too short, right? Does this fashion expert, and other people, by the way, it's not just this fashion expert, he's the one um, quoted in the article, but there are many other people apparently on social media discussing this. What do you think, Thomas, you've looked at some pictures, I did a Google image search as well. What do you think? Do you think his suits are too small? Obviously, the trousers are cut a bit shorter than I would uh, prefer. However, if you look at the suit overall, right, they fit on the shoulders. The sleeve length is fine. He hasn't gone out and bought a suit a size too small that would look really really different so this is a deliberate stylistic choice okay so you're of the opinion that the premise perhaps is wrong then he's not wearing suits that are too small that's what you'd say yeah yeah i think it's his taste yeah. to have the trousers as they are i think it's an interesting question right because before you can say someone is wearing a suit that's too small you have to decide how a suit should fit and that's not obvious because there are many ways that a suit can fit and of course there's personal preference how what do you find comfortable some people find much baggier more comfortable some people find much tighter more comfortable and so on i i haven't done any research into rishi sunak's wardrobe by the way um, all i've done is i read this article and i did a quick image search i just image searched rishi sunak suits and i have to say in the article they choose pictures which accentuate how short his trousers are so most of the pictures for example that are used are ones of him sitting down and i think anybody who has wore dress trousers knows that when you when you sit down they do ride up don't they you know oh, especially yeah. If, you, yeah. yeah if you've been sitting for a long time maybe you slouch down a little bit they can ride up quite high so i don't think those images are necessarily fair representations of how short his trousers are however if you do image search you can see him standing up and that's a fair representation of of the length of his trousers and they are cut just above the ankle as far as i can tell i, I mean you know it's hard to see exactly i'm looking at the picture now but i would guess like where the sort of bone the notches on your ankle i would say he it's about there so you can see maybe about half an inch of the sock even when he's standing which some people yeah. i agree would say is a bit short but is it too short is it a mistake i think that's quite debatable interestingly in the article as a apparently evidence of how short how how short his trousers are and the fact that they're too short. They actually have a little clip of a video of him sitting down chatting with Joe Biden. And in the video, you see the camera focus on his trousers and they are quite high up his ankle. The funny thing is though, Joe Biden's trousers are exactly the same. <laughs> and they're not, they're not saying that Joe Biden's trousers are too short. So again, I'm not saying it's like a political statement or anything, but it, it does kind of show that if you take a picture of a man sitting down in dress trousers they're you know unless they're really really long almost i would say overly long they are going to be high up the ankle that's just how trousers look when you sit down right oh yeah yeah and i used to work with someone from the uh, the deep south of the united states he was very much the southern gentleman uh, mm. would go to the same tailor and he had trousers cut to what i think is the right length but he would sit and kind of expose his sock because he would express personality through socks right if, want the mona lisa on a sock he has the mona lisa on a sock want a pizza topping sock he has those socks He's got it. It, exactly so he would rarely announce his presence through socks and other ways but 
these guys aren't doing it. I, I haven't looked at Joe Biden's socks. <laughs> they look the, the I haven't either. In the clip that's in the article, they look like normal socks. I think they're dark. Yeah. Boots, and the same for Rishi Sunak. Like they're not. He's not doing this to expose his socks. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like why he's doing it, right? So. I still think, are they too short though? I mean, I, th- I still think that's a question that that hasn't quite been answered because I think it is fair to say that they're shorter than a lot of people might wear their trousers, but does that mean it's too short? And, you know, I think it really depends on what kind of cut that you like and what kind of style that you like. You said you like your trousers a little bit longer. Where would you usually like the break then on the, the bottom of your trousers? The second lace hole. That if if I'm standing with both both feet on the floor, standing up <laughs> if you're standing with both feet on the floor, as opposed to hopping on one leg, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, like you say, there's a lot of movement, right? So it can be debatable. Like you sometimes see shots of men, you know, walking along the Daily Mail's outrage that they're again the same kind of article, but it's because they're moving, right? As soon as they're standing still, it's different. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the standard for what I would consider classic. Obviously not classical, go back to the 17th or 18th century, it might be very yeah. different. But, you know, post-war tailoring, second lace sole of the shoes. Again, we actually did that podcast episode talking about British men's wardrobes. And we talked about yeah, different types did. of shoes. Uh, so I tend to wear ankle boots. Um, okay. So that might influence it a bit. But even then, it's kind of second lace sole of like a normal Derby shoe. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's interesting. And I, I definitely think that's, uh, well, that, that's 100% correct about what you said that to conform with that kind of era, that post-World War II. That, you know, that's, that era is generally called the golden age of menswear. And it's broadly speaking, you know, to take the broadest definition, you're talking of 30s, 40s and 50s. And that era set the standard, I think, that many people still follow today. But also it is only one era and it's yeah. one sub-style within British menswear. If you go back to the 1910s, which I know is a long time ago now, it's it's over you know it's over a hundred years ago. But nevertheless, if you go back to the 1910s and you look at pictures from uh, menswear magazines and stuff like that, you'll see the trousers are much tighter and cut oh, quite yeah, high. Yeah. They're, they're not that that um baggier, slightly longer cut that is more popular during the the golden age of, of menswear also i think we should also remember that you know menswear as we mentioned in that episode that you and i recorded it has its origins in the british isles but today it, it's a global phenomenon and there are different cuts and different styles all over the world the the three main ones are british italian and american and Generally speaking, you know, they're, they're on a spectrum where American is the sort of most baggy, the, the fullest cut, right? The Brooks Brothers popularized that sack cut suit, which is very baggy, which, by the way, I would say if you look at how um, Jacob Rees-Mogg dresses, mm. he seems to prefer that sort of almost sack cut, right? Like baggier cut suit. Um, and then British is is below that. British is generally like these are really i'm really painting very broad strokes here but you know tighter smaller than american but then you have italian which is at the other end of the spectrum where italian cut suits are significantly tighter than american cut suits and generally will have higher cut trousers on the ankles and so you know richard sunak is obviously as as many people have pointed out he is a a cosmopolitan guy right he travels all over world he has lived in different countries maybe he's just conforming more to the italian cut perhaps he likes the italian cut you know that's the kind of thing that he likes and as a result he wears tight just, short to, trousers, right? just to cut in here not to, you know alex jones alex Info, jones alex jones where he goes i'm looking at you globalist uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean by any definition i think it would be fair to call rishi Sunak a bit of a, a global figure yeah right he's, he's a global cosmopolitan guy so you know why are we assuming that he is um 
only trying to conform to to british styles and if he's not conforming to british styles then that is somehow wrong right and just to just to lean in here because obviously the british style has been fairly consistent the american sack suit's been fairly consistent now we consider italy you know the shorter trousers and tighter uh, but obviously in the 90s you know pierce brosnan played bond and he had brioni suits it's a particular house style of course but they had built up shoulders and they're a lot bigger um so italy seems to have changed because i've looked up articles on the italian style it's all over the place depending on where they're drawing from which italian city which era it seems to be the most malleable yeah definitely and you know as i said I'm painting with very broad strokes and also i'm a bit of a an enthusiast i'd say in, in menswear i'm definitely not any sort of expert but from what i'm aware there are of course differences within italy as well the biggest differences are between milan and it in uh napoli 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 anyway <laughs> um and of course those would have changed over time just as british styles and american styles yeah. change over time like i said the 1910s versus the the golden era of men's uh, of menswear is is very different you know and in the 1910s very normal to have tight higher cut trousers mm. whereas the golden era was much more of that fuller suit baggier suit which many people would still say is is the standard but i do think it's worth pointing out that it's not so easy to say someone's suit is cut wrong. And, and I have to say, when I look at Rishi Sunak's suits, they don't look cut wrong to me. I don't know. Okay. What do, you think? Okay. do they look wrong to you? It's a, it's a style, right? So I see it as a style <laughs> in the same way to an extreme. I see a punk and I can tell a well put together punk and a poorly <laughs> put together punk. Right, it's not okay, my personal right. style, right? So he is yeah. well put together for a style that I'm not going to wear. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you wouldn't have your suits cut the way Rishi Sunak does, but you don't think his suits are cut incorrectly. No, it's a style. And, you know, again, obviously I did some articles, um, you know, last year, right, when we had the three prime ministers in a few months. Um, mm. And so I was doing a lot of research and it was difficult to get away from how expensive his suits are. Right. There's no way I couldn't cover it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he's probably the first at least probably the first modern prime minister i guess and again i haven't researched this but um he's probably the first modern prime minister who himself appears to be a menswear enthusiast right oh and yeah he, yeah now look rishi sunak is not short of money <laughs> so for him three four thousand pounds isn't a lot to spend on a suit it would be you know pennies right it would be like you and i finding a bargain for 20 pounds or something but nevertheless yeah. you have to choose to spend that money he could buy something just off the rack or tailored to fit he doesn't have to be going to the best tailors and getting bespoke oh, suits, yeah. right and even oh, though yeah. it's not expensive uh, it is nevertheless time consuming to have a, a suit tailored right yeah yeah it is time consuming and and he must i'm gonna guess he enjoys it and has input it just looks like that yeah i mean the suits that he wears again this is based purely on a uh, quick google image search and the fact that some of the images show the labels of the suits and so you can identify the where he's gone to have it tailored and there you know many of those suits are going to be around the three thousand to four thousand pound mark so he, oh, yeah. like it's not big money to him he's a extremely rich man but nevertheless he doesn't have to spend that kind of money right and uh rich people don't get rich writing checks do they so i'm sure, <laughs> sure if you get it for cheaper and he wanted to he would spend less money and it's something that we've both lived in china and you know this cut is kind of familiar to us yeah actually that brings me on to the the next thing that i thought we could talk about after we discuss whether or not we think that it is too short i think are we, are we both in agreement then that we don't think it is necessarily too short it's a choice it's a choice yeah it's it's shorter yeah that many people would have their suits cut 
but it doesn't yeah. follow that because it's shorter it's too short right yeah 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 okay. and then in which case i think yeah the next thing to question would be well why does he have his suits cut that way because the article claims uh well there's a few claims made in the article about about why he has his suits cut this way and one of the claims which is I think what you're alluding to is that he's conforming to a style. However, it's a sort of outdated popular fashion trend from the the early noughties, right, from the early 2000s. And as you mentioned, that sort of early 2000s style that the the fashion expert referenced in the article seems to be referring to. Well, firstly, it doesn't seem outdated to me because when I look around, it still seems to be a very popular style. So we're talking here, listeners, maybe you can go if you Google something like early 2000 suit skinny suit something like that you'll probably see the kind of thing that we're talking about and what we're talking about is a suit that generally is very tight fitting the trousers are cut quite high on the ankles skinny fit or very slim fit trousers you also have uh very thin lapels they're often worn with very thin ties the whole thing is just thin <laughs> overall yeah, yeah, yeah and that style actually seems still quite popular i noticed a lot of people wearing that and as you pointed out um in china yeah would you say that was your experience as well in China, if you saw people in suits, that's the kind of suit they'd be wearing? Oh, yeah. I mean, my regular tailor knows my style. On one occasion, um, it was my tailor's niece uh, who was running the shop. And so the jacket I got was one that was a lot tighter, shorter in the sleeves. And it was very much, I say, the Chinese style that I yeah. see. Um, and it's it's nice to have one cut that way, which is why I won't say it was the wrong style. Um, although it was better worn with trousers that kind of matched. <laughs> yeah okay and you didn't have the, the matching trousers yeah had to get some chinos because it's, it's a nice linen jacket yeah but yeah well when i first went to get some suits tailored with the the tailor that i went to in china i actually had to explain to her that i'm not a big fan of that cut because i knew that that was she most of the suits she's making are for young chinese men getting married yeah. and so they're all cut to conform with the most popular style for young chinese men which as far as i could tell from being there it was that style it was that style that was also popular amongst many young men back in the early 2000s or and i still think actually popular a lot of amongst a lot of young men in the uk but perhaps less so and it, it's as we described earlier but it's not my cup of tea and so yeah. i had to say you know i want it longer and, and a couple of times when she said it sorry when i said it to her it wasn't that she was confused but she wanted to make sure that i was sure and that was another thing as well because some people are saying that rishi sunak is you know making a mistake right he's making a bad choice he doesn't know a lot about fashion's menswear and i find that hard to believe partly because he's going to the best tailors in the world and when you go to a tailor it's not just you telling them what to do you're not just barking orders <laughs> at them it's very much a, a back and forth they're giving you advice they're telling you whether they think you know based on their many years of experience what you want is going to look good and if they think it won't look good if they're a good tailor they'll tell you to make another choice i mean ultimately oh, you're important yeah. them. and if you've got enough money they will make anything you want right <laughs> everyone's got a price but generally speaking when you go to a tailor if you say yeah i want you know i want this cut with i want to <laughs> i want a double breasted suit cut with short sleeves yeah, they're, they're going to be like, are you sure? That's not usually how people would have their rest of the suit, right? Because um, there's a difference between I'd a house say... style and cost costuming tailoring, right? So costuming tailoring might give you all kinds of wacky things like mm. um, the Alan Partridge safari suit that he wore on the red carpet, <laughs> which is like a blend of various different early yeah. 70s Roger Moore things all into one outfit. It looks wild. That's clearly a costumier's tailor. But my experience has been the more... Honestly, the more expensive the tailor, the more likely they are to fight back and say no, or potentially even say, that's not my style. Go down the road. 
Yeah, because they if they're putting their name to it, right? Especially if you're yeah. one of the Savile Row tailors or something, you're putting your name to it. It's it's a brand. It's it's brand Absolutely. recognition. You don't want people walking around in a suit that looks very strange, doesn't look good, and saying, "Oh, I got this cut at so and so's," because then it might discourage other people from going to that place, right? And so yeah, when I yeah. first went to my tailor, and we were you know we were measuring up for the trousers, and I was saying I wanted them a bit longer and a bit fuller than she would usually make she did you know she double checked me a few times and she was like you sure that would be you know she would say she's quite polite so she would say mm, that's very special she was okay in the end we you know i got them made pretty much the way i, I did have the uh, wonderful reaction from my tailor once when I, I described something i liked and i think she said without thinking yeah all the old english guys like that <laughs> oh, oh i'm okay okay oh there you go not yeah. too bad but she, again that's a cantonese tailor is used to the two markets right shenzhen on the mainland and hong kong where the more traditional english and at the moment the more traditional english the better uh, for that market um so yeah. that's why they're always able to get yeah down to the second lace of, and you know we've talked about the length of the trousers there's also the height of the waistband which has changed a lot since the second world war yeah definitely and that, that's another interesting point actually because the the other argument um so there's the argument that he's made a mistake you know he just doesn't really know much which i just i think that one definitely isn't the case because he's going to even if he didn't know anything he's going to people who know right he's going to yeah. absolute experts and they're not gonna let him walk out with a, a very strange looking suit right with their name on it so i don't think it's a mistake i definitely think it's an intentional choice so the next thing is He's conforming to this outdated style from the early 2000s. Uh, but as you pointed out about things like the the waistband, well, that early 2000s style, that style which is still uh, popular actually amongst many young men, I mean, even calling it an early 2000s style, that's what they say in the article. I'm not convinced it's an early 2000s style. It seems to be still popular today. But it has a very low rise, right? The, the bow yeah. would be well below your belly button, very far below your belly button. And if you look at Rishi Sunak's, trousers <laughs> it's a weird phrase isn't it if you look at rishi sunak's trousers if you look at pictures of rishi sunak's trousers uh what you see is they are lower rise than some people would have and i prefer mm. my trousers slightly higher rise although not quite as high as you know the, the really classic style from the sort of golden era but his trousers are not really low rise they're not nah. really really far below his belly button they're, they're somewhat lower but they're not really low and so it doesn't seem to me that he's actually conforming with this whatever you call it i don't know what the name is this early for want of a better name this early 2000s style yeah yeah and it's uh something from matt spazer's blog the suits of james bond that when you start changing one detail of the suit it starts to have an effect on the others because it's one garment mm. right? so when yeah. i look at rishi sunak the one garment kind of does fit like it, i mean it works all together yeah it's no, it's not odd right it's not out of place yeah. and it, it like i said it definitely doesn't seem to conform to this style which the the article claims it does that that's basically the, the sort of the conclusion of the article is he's following this outdated style he used to be trendy 20 years ago um and he's just continued to wear the same clothes and he's no longer trendy and i don't think that's really the case for the reasons that we said and also the fact that to say that's not trendy anymore i'm not sure about that now personally i don't try and wear clothes that are trendy so i'm not making any comment on whether he should or should not be trendy but the idea that that style is out of trend as i've said a number of times and i don't want to labor the point but i i don't think that's correct and besides the fact that it's still extremely popular in china as far as i can tell amongst young men at least it is different with older men they wear quite different clothes but amongst young men who wear suits to weddings and stuff like that still seems very popular also in the uk quite recently as part of my job i went to um observe and help with a couple of graduation ceremonies I'm not just a couple, actually, a few different graduation ceremonies. And firstly, the interesting thing about the graduation ceremonies and the way that people are dressed, 
is that I would say probably about only about eighty percent of the the young men that were there graduating wore suits. Right. Oh, there were there were okay. I would say twenty percent of them were wearing things that weren't suits. And that that could be anything. There were some people who were just wearing t shirts and, you know, dark jeans, and there were other people wearing just say a shirt and trousers. But only about maybe 80 percent of the people wearing anything that you could call a suit. And of that eighty percent, I didn't and I'm not saying none of them were wearing suits that would really conform to the, the classic rules of of menswear, but I don't think I saw a single person where I could say their entire outfit conformed to the sort of the standard classic rules of of menswear. So that's just an interesting observation about how much menswear has changed. That even at a graduation ceremony, that I would probably say for a normal person, graduation ceremony is probably up there with the top three most formal events you're ever going to attend. Right, wedding, funeral, yeah, yeah. graduation ceremony. I can't yeah. think of much more. I mean, job interview, but a job interview is less formal than a graduation mm. ceremony, right? For most oh, yeah. jobs. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, most most of the young men weren't wearing suits that really conformed wholly at least however what many of those young men were wearing were suits that conformed to that style that according to the Daily Mail article is apparently an early 2000s style so but that's why I don't think it is because as far as I can tell when I looked around most of them were wearing slim fitting trousers cut high on the ankles thin lapels you know a, a higher seat on the suit jacket often thin ties so I don't think it's out of style I think if, if your yeah. goal is to be a bit trendy then it's probably the right sort of suit to wear not that that's not my goal when i dress i just want to look not stupid really <laughs> um, but you know if your goal is to look trendy then i don't think you would be off trend by conforming to that style absolutely and i, and I am curious because you know you went to a tailor fairly recently right so you had your first tailored experience so i'm interested um, in hearing a bit about that yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was fairly recently. I think everything feels recent because the whole pandemic stuff has kind of uh, stopped <laughs> messed with our perception. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it feels recently. But actually, I guess it was uh, four and a bit years ago now, which isn't that recent. Old, yeah, yeah. So, um, that, that was a COVID time haze. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that recent, but it does feel kind okay. of recent. I agree. And yes, I did. I, my first experience of going to a tailor's was in china and it's something i've been wanting to do for quite some time particularly because it, it's relatively affordable in china and i knew that when i returned to the uk it's, it's extremely unlikely i'd be in a position to get uh, bespoke tailored suits at best i might be able to get a seamstress to you know take in the waist a bit but i but i wouldn't be able to get anything bespoke made and before then i'd already started wearing clothes that were broadly speaking in line with what you'd consider classic menswear styles you know but very basic stuff just essentially just wearing shirts chinos stuff like that right um but i'd wanted to go actually get some suits tailor-made for me and, and i went to a tailor's and i actually went to a few tailors and something that you point out was the house style right mm. i went to three different tailors and i the reason i went to so many and end up choosing the one i did wasn't purely based on price although of course price was was a factor but it was because the one that I went to was the only one where I walked in. And, you know, when you walk into a tailor, they always have suits on display, right? Partly it yeah. might be suits that need to be picked up by a customer, but it's also to sort of show the kind of suits that they make, right? And the one that I chose was the only one that most of the suits they had on display seemed to conform broadly with those kind of classic menswear styles that interested me. The yeah. others that I went to seemed much more modern. They seemed to be more experimental doing things that you know didn't really conform to those traditional styles uh, very very slim cuts as i mentioned before which is very popular in china and most you've got, you've got to remember most tailors in china 
Uh, in fact, I, I dare say probably all tailors in China, 99% of their customers are young men getting married, right? So they're making yeah. wedding suits. And that, that's probably, I suppose, the same in the UK. But in the UK, you'd have more people perhaps making business suits and so on. But these, um, yeah, the, the, the Chinese word for a suit is is Western suit, right? That's what it means. Mm-hmm. So they consider it a Western fashion item. It's not something that's part of their dress culture. They generally wear suits. In, well, unless their company requires it, which is rare, they're generally wearing full suits only for a wedding. And yeah, they're mostly matching that style that we've described before. And the other tailors that I went to, they just, they weren't my cup of tea. Whereas I, when I walked into the tailor that I eventually went to, I mean, even the decor, they'd done a good job. You know, they, they'd made their the interior of their shop look like a kind of old fashioned classic. Um, what you'd have in your mind when you think of a tailor's dark yeah. wood you know, books on the shelves. And I know, of course, all of that is just superficial, right? They couldn't, sure. you know, not, they couldn't read the books. They were in English, right? <laughs> they didn't speak, uh, they didn't speak any English. But, uh, so I understand it was designed to attract customers like me, but nevertheless, like that's, they know the kind of customer they want, right? They know the kind yeah. of person to be doing tailoring for, and I'm that kind of customer. And that, that's why I chose them. And I'm really glad I did because they were extremely helpful, extremely polite. I was, quite happy with the suits that i got and they're still uh you know suits that i wear and also i, I made a point of i got three-piece suits and i got an extra um, sport coat and i got a number of shirts so i can mix and match actually some of my colleagues at work were quite surprised when i told them how few suits and shirts i own because they, they said it looks like i own loads and loads of different clothes but it's just that if you get different things if you get like a couple of three-piece suits maybe a couple of sport jackets get them in different colors get them in different Mm. levels of formality get a number of different shirts get a few different ties you can end up with quite a small wardrobe that looks like you have a very large wardrobe right yes absolutely um i've got too many suits now to go with that approach but uh if i'd known before um i'm (laughs) very curious because in china a lot of men well i see this with young men in the uk and i see it with a lot of guys in china right almost universally is they will go for a black suit yeah when i went to the the graduation ceremonies recently that i that i assisted at um as part of my job it was the same i would say that of the people wearing suits you know the vast majority probably 90 percent, went for black and it's not something that i i can't imagine any situation where i'd wear a black suit it, less I was getting married, like my own wedding or okay. or a funeral, you know, but even yeah, at my so. own wedding, I probably would, I might choose, a, I'm more likely going to choose a grey. But nevertheless, a lot of people do go for black suits because I'm not sure why, actually. It just, just I, I guess, seems to be a thing, right? So when I first went to a tailor, I was, I was a young man myself. And <laughs> so I was like, yeah, get a black suit. And my parents were like, what, for a funeral? And they were absolutely no. So I had to go several shades lighter. In fact, I would think I was going for the next shade to black and they were like that's literally called vicar gray <laughs> so so i went yeah. for you know, a dark gray um and i that i think was my first tailored suit but it does seem to be a thing that for young men it is go for black and now it would be the john wick thing but that wasn't a thing when i was looking at them yeah i suppose there's that right there's the influence of films um when you and i were growing up films like reservoir dogs and so on but even those mm. films are kind of exceptions because if you look back to some of the you know you're saying about john wick so suddenly it's gone into my head like well yeah young younger people particularly young men often like action films stuff like that um but if you look back there many of those great action films like um chinatown la confidential they have incredible uh suits right the the wardrobes yeah. people on those films did really great jobs but none of them wearing black suits right they're all wearing no, 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 no. 
suits that match. And I would interestingly though, actually, just uh, this is completely sort of stream of consciousness stuff. If you watch Hong Kong cinema from the 80s and the 90s, but the 80s in particular, and Hong Kong cinema action cinema from the 80s has had a huge impact on the Western action genre in a way that you probably wouldn't be aware of if you're not a fan of Hong Kong cinema. But I mean, to the point where many famous uh, Western gangster films are almost <laughs> copies of older Hong Kong films. But in those films, the characters are almost wearing, almost always wearing black suits. Mm. So I wonder if that, for example, Reservoir Dogs is very, very, very heavily inspired by the film uh, City on Fire, which is a really great Hong Kong gangster film. And so I wonder if perhaps the reason why the Reservoir Dogs characters are all wearing black suits, black ties, is because Quentin Tarantino was heavily inspired by those older Hong Kong uh, gangsters. But of course, we, we've only gone, we've only moved ourselves one step backwards. We still don't know why that black suit is. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got to that final step, so I'm not sure. That is interesting. Okay, well, thank you very much. We've talked about Rishi Sunak's trousers. We've talked a little bit about our own trousers. Uh, <laughs> any other trousers that we wish to discuss for today? No, I, th- I think we're all, we're all trousered out. If you'd like more from Kane, of course, you can find him on my podcast. Uh, you can find him on a deep dive into British men's wardrobes. You can find him on our Christmas episode. You can find him on our, our shallow dive into St. George's Day. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.